I have been doing transforaminal endoscopy for last 20 years. This is a surgery done under local anesthesia. So, the patient is awake and aware throughout the surgery. Our learning from this surgery under local anesthesia in an awake and aware patient is that we deal with six symptom groups in a degenerative lumbar spine. These groups are mainly knee pain, heel pain, groin pain and coccygeal pain, facet related back pain, disc related back pain, sciatic pain, claudication in a stable spine and claudication in an unstable spine. Now the important learning from our work is discogenic changes where the disc may be called as a bulging disc does cause severe back pain because of trapped nuclear fragments in an annular tear. This pain over a period of time because of partial healing, non-healing of the annulus with a loss of concavity of the disc can contribute to stenosis. A facet related change is commonly seen at the upper pole of the facet or lower pole of the facet. This is in the form of soft tissue hypertrophy and can cause back pain which is paraspinal and increases with extension. Now about stenosis what we have learned is that the stenosis can be at the level of the thecal sac that is at the disc level or at the level of the roots where the root is exiting in the upper part of the foramen or the root is traveling around the pedicle medial wall below the disc level. Now we also understand that the changes in stenosis are primarily in the walls of the canal and these walls are anterior wall, lateral wall and posterior wall. Since we are able to cover the anterior and lateral wall of the canal by our transforaminal endoscopy, now our attention will be diverted to the posterior wall mainly for the sake of stenosis. We are also aware that the causes in stenosis are in the form of disc related causes generally anterior facet related causes generally posterolateral and ligamentum flavum related causes which is primarily posterior wall of the canal in posterior wall of the canal when we look at the ligamentum flavum we find that there is a lot of new information on ligamentum flavum, its anatomy, attachments and its extent from the posterior midline towards the upper pedicle where the lateral ligamentum flavum which is lateral to the facet edge is pretty important. Traditionally how we tackle the ligamentum flavum by our posterior midline axis is known very well where we need to remove the ligamentum flavum by doing a laminotomy and we may have to remove tissue in the posterior midline just to gain an access to the ligamentum flavum where we know for sure that the posterior midline tissue has nothing to do with causation of the symptoms. We are trying to change our approach from coronal plane surgery of the lumbar canal 
to a sagittal plane surgery and therefore in addition to the understanding that the changes of degeneration primarily occur at the disc level or the borders of the disc above and below and the facet joint we would like to change our thinking of the lumbar degenerative symptomatic segment into three zones these three zones are the upper zone where we tackle changes around the exiting nerve the middle zone where we tackle the changes around the thecal sac and the lower zone where we tackle the changes around the root canal the targets in the upper zone are there is no facet and there is no disc in the upper zone so we call it as target 0 just to emphasize that point there could be a lateral ligamentum flavum and this tissue can encroach on the axilla of the exiting nerve and can give rise to symptoms this is target number 1 target number 2 is rare where we may have a defect in the pars interarticularis where a hypertrophic tissue can press the dorsal root ganglion and can give rise to problems how we tackle this is we land close to the upper end plate of the disc through the foramen and then go for the roof since we are working against the bone we can scrape out all that hypertrophic tissue additionally by cutting the superior articular process tip the targets in the middle zone are one ligamentum flavum on the medial wall of the facet two is the changes in the disc in the form of loss of concavity or osteophyte formation along the end plates and three the changes in the foramen inclusive of foraminal ligaments the superior articular process soft tissue the facet capsule the osteophyte at the end plate above the disc all coming together forming a knot of tissue in the foramen it is important to note that if the changes are related to the disc then commonly the stenotic symptoms of claudication may be associated with back pain because the disc has been changing and as we have mentioned this is our important learning from transforaminal endoscopy for bulging discs now there is a important distinction between the changes in the middle zone and its effect on the thecal sac is that if we ask the patient to extend the back while standing or lying down there is no increase in pain at the back of the thigh because the changes are anterior to the sac the other uh, thing which is of note is the changes would be relevant to the cordaiquina function where we use a japanese orthopedic association assessment questionnaire and we emphasize the point that detrusor under activity could be a feature of the middle zone stenosis the lower zone is having three targets part one of the lateral recess is called a soft tissue lateral recess where we may have the disc related changes which are ventral to the nerve number two it changes dorsal to the nerve where the changes are in the bony posterior area around the lower pole of the facet part number three of the root canal is a buffer zone 
where there are no symptomatic changes and this part number 3 continues with the exiting zone or the upper zone of the next level now we would like to summarize that surgery is possible for stenosis because of our crystal clear focused understanding of the targets in the canal walls and the surgery is under local anesthesia and it is stitchless it is important to do it under local because the elderly population which commonly would present with claudication may have severe comorbidities in the form of diabetes or heart related ailments since the surgery is under local and stitchless and we are not primarily involving removal of the bone that is the lamina or the facet there is less chance of instability induced by the surgery and there is no need for heavy metal use or stabilization the above information has been crystallized and written down in the books which are published by mission spine foundation and you can access the books and buy them at missionspine.catalog.to thank you very much